Before I invite Nate up as our guest speaker, we will go into our scripture reading from Psalm 139. And I'll read from verses 1 through 14. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, Regen. Hey, it's, um, it's again, I, I got to preach last week and I was grateful, but um, really glad to be here and, and honored that I get to preach and, and share God's word this morning. So grateful that Pastor Albert called me and let me come hang out with you all. And good, isn't it good to sing together? Isn't it? Like, it, it is good. I, I, even this morning singing, I mean, kind of separate from all of you, and I was in the front so I couldn't see you all, but to sing with other human beings in a space, to sing praise and worship to God is, a, is good, isn't it? Um, there's something good and beautiful in that, and I think even this morning I realized that I, I, I miss that, being with humans and, and singing out to God. So thank you for leading us to God's presence. I, I have some either really good or bad news, depending on how you view all this stuff. Um, so the, the really good news or bad news is I looked through my notes this morning, and I think I'm going to go short. So that might be, you might rejoice in that, like, yes, we might get out a little early, or you might feel like shortchanged, like, oh, goodness, he needs to fill the time slot. So I don't know if that's good news or bad news for you, but I did my morning run through, and I was like, this is a little shorter than usual, I think. So either be happy or sad. Some of you are hiding your faces, so I don't know if you're happy or sad in that. But hey, good to be here. We're going to look at Psalm 139, this beautiful, poetic, encouraging, challenging Psalm of David. Before we jump in, would you just take a breath and pause and pray with me again, and then we'll look at it. God, I thank you for this community called Regeneration. I thank you for this community of people seeking to follow you, seeking to be community to each other, seeking to follow your teachings. And God, I ask this morning that you would just use these, these notes that I have sitting here, God, that, that you would speak to us, that you would use Psalm 139 to, to speak to us, um, to remind us of your presence 
even right here, right now. God, would you open our eyes and open our ears to, to you? Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 139 is beautiful and it's poetic, but also some of the main themes are very simple. This idea that God is with us, that God is with you. God is with you and you and you and you. God is with us, like right here, right now, when we leave when we're in our cars, when we get home, God is with us. All of us. God is with us. And that, that God is here. That God is here right now. We don't have to do some crazy rituals or things to get God to come and to pay us attention, to, get, to impress God, to get him to come and look at us. But the Bible teaches that God is here with us. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. And God is here with us right now. I'm going to read again verses 7 through 12 of Psalm 139. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. So David writes poetically this idea that, like, I can think if I can go across the world, if I can go into the dark, if I can go to the deeps, if I can go to the farthest reaches of the middle of the ocean, that, that I could maybe escape God's presence, that God wouldn't be with me. I can, I can think of how I could maybe get away from God for a minute, but we can't. Wherever we go, God is still going to be there. Whenever it is, wherever it is, we can't get away from God's presence. And God even says God's hand holding us, guiding us. I, I wonder if David was alive today and was prompted to write psalms, if, if David would talk about going to the reaches of the ocean and then, then talk about, you know, if I stare at my iPhone for four hours straight, looking at social media, trying to vanish from the world and numb myself out by scrolling through Instagram, God will still be with me, right? If, if I binge watch a Netflix show till two in the morning and, and try to escape reality, God is still with you. You cannot escape. God hems us in, in front and behind. He is with us. And now thinking about that might for some of us bring up some kind of shame or guilt, like, oh, that means God knows what I thought last night at 10 p.m. when I didn't, I shouldn't have thought about that, but I, I did. We can go down that kind of rabbit hole, but this psalm is really more focused on praise, on praising God because where he's always, always with us. Verse 14, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. So some more really simple things from this psalm. 
is that God created you with great love and with great care. Amen? Every human being in this space and watching now online or who will watch later, you were created in the image of God. In a unique, special, beautiful way, God created you carefully and wonderfully. And that God is with you your entire life. But here's the reality, right? For, for many of us, we go through life and it doesn't feel like God is with us. Sometimes we don't feel the kind of in intimacy we read in the Psalms. Sometimes we read the Psalms and it sounds really great, right? It sounds inspiring to read Psalm 139, but for some of us in our real lives, we have moments when we're like, I just don't really feel that kind of presence of God. I, I, I don't feel connected to God today. I don't know what God is saying. I, I don't know what's going on. And some of us can kind of give up and, and live in what some like theologians have called living in a, in a functional atheism. Like functional atheism means, yeah, we, we have a belief system where we would say, I believe that God's real and I believe that God's with me. But then when we actually get up and actually go into our life, whatever that is for you in your daily life, that we kind of give up on knowing God's presence and, and we just live, right, out of ourself. We just, we just do whatever we're doing and just do what seems to make sense or whatever everybody else and we just live we just live our day and kind of forget that there is this god that's with us and we kind of just live as a functional atheist so i want to also encourage you in that if you read this psalm and think man that'd be great to feel that way but most of the time i i, I don't know where god is and i and i feel lost i want to encourage you we have this beautiful psalm 139 and many others like it but then we also have in the same book of Psalms in our Bibles, Psalms like, like Psalm 10.1, that says, Why, O Lord, do you stand far, off, far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? So the same Psalm writers calling us to this, this belief and understanding that we are always in God's presence. God is always there with his right hand ready to hold us. Also admit in the other Psalms, Sometimes I wake up and I don't know what's going on and I'm angry and confused and I'm saying, God, where are you? I don't feel you. I don't know where you are. So this human experience is, is involved in this idea of, of wrestling with, with it and not knowing what's going on and not feeling God's presence the way that we would like to. Joshua 1.9, I'm going to read another verse talking about God's presence. Joshua 1.9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm going to pivot a little bit and I want to tell a little story about a man from a few hundred years ago who really grew to know how to live in God's presence throughout his simple days. He, he's called Brother Lawrence now. And he, there's a little book of uh, basically someone interviewed Brother Lawrence towards the end of his life and wrote it down, and it became this ongoing bestseller of um, spiritual growth and spiritual connection to God and, and a life of prayer. But Brother Lawrence was just an ordinary man in the 1600s, just an ordinary guy, joined the military, just an average guy, got hurt in the military, came home, he had a stint as a footman, 
which I would not know what that is, but I watched Downton Abbey for a few seasons, so I know what a footman is. He, he worked in a fancy household and as a servant, and he said he wasn't a good footman because he described himself as, quote, a great awkward fellow who broke everything um, in Paris. So he's a footman in Paris. He's like, I'm not good at this. And so he joins a monastery. Now, Brother Lawrence was in a monastery. He wasn't a special teacher. He wasn't a leader. He wasn't a pastor or a priest or a guide or, or a learned person, per se. He was a cook and a dishwasher, essentially, and did other like, very like, simple manual labor. So he cooked the food. In his words, he did the common business. But he became to believe that in his common business or ordinary life, that he could always be mindful of God's presence. That with every dish he washed, he could remind himself that I am doing this for God, and in this moment, God is with me. In this moment, I am practicing the presence of God as I wash a dish. I'm going to read a, a, a few quotes or sayings of his. He said, Nor is it needful that we should have great things to do, we can do little things for God. I turn the cake that is frying on the pan for love of him, and that done, if there's nothing else to call me, I prostrate myself in worship before him who has given me grace to work. Afterwards, I rise happier than a king. He felt that his life was sacred because God made him, and he got to get up and have simple things to do to wash the dishes for his brothers around him. And he reached this this kind of place of life where he valued everything. He valued the small moments with God. So together, God and Brother Lawrence cooked meals, ran errands, and scrubbed pots. And he just fixed his eyes on God every second of his day. He said, there is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. So later in life, this, this simple dishwasher kind of became known for his life, how he viewed it, and people came and interviewed him and, and wrote down these, like how he lived his life as a dishwasher. I'm going to read a couple more quotes from him. First quote on the, on the slide says, You need not cry very loud. He is nearer to us than we think. You don't have to cry very loud. He is nearer to us than we think. You don't have to pray harder and harder. He is nearer to you than you think. He also wrote, We ought not to be weary of doing little things for the love of God, who regards not the greatness of the work, but the love with which it is performed. You don't have to wish you were a missionary or wish you were a pastor or wish you were some great business leader or wish you ran a nonprofit or wish you did something else, but, but he had this secret of, I'm, I'm doing what God has put in front of me and these little things I do for God, he found value in. One more quote, he said, there is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God those only can comprehend it who practice and experience it. Brother Lawrence lived out the Psalms, also lived out what, I, what we see in Philippians chapter 4, 4 through 7. You probably heard this scripture passage before. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone 
the Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So for the, for the, the rest of our sermon time, I want to teach you a, a really simple um, kind of a model or a tool of prayer uh, kind of based on Psalm 139. And it's a simple tool, and it's not a magical tool or a special tool, but it's just a simple way of prayer with four steps that many people have found incredibly helpful. Um, and actually, I've, I've looked at and experimented with, with so many different kind of tools for spiritual growth or kind of ways to pray or ways to read the Bible or kind of simple little things. And the prayer of examine probably can't overestimate or, or tell you, exaggerate how much it's, it's meant to me. That as I've kind of gone back to this simple way to pray, kind of based in the Psalms, this has been a tool that, that has helped me stay connected to God's Spirit um, in, in a really kind of deep, real, personal way. Um, and there's kind of four steps to it. So I'm, we're going to kind of go through what this looks like, and then we're actually going to take a few minutes, and we're going to have kind of a shared awkwardness for some of us, and be quiet and still, um, and pray this together um, in a few minutes. But there's four kind of steps to this prayer of examine. The first one is presence, which is what we've been talking about. I think I've read all these different verses from Joshua to Philippians to the Psalms. But I'm going to read one more. Psalm 145, 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. For the, so the first step in this prayer of examine is just to sit in God's presence. To be still, to be quiet, to sit in God's presence. And even to say, God, remind me that you are present. To, to sit there in the quiet and to say, God, remind me that you're with me. And if you don't feel God, um, say, God, can you just remind me, teach me, show me that you are with me right now. Let me know that you are with me in this moment right now. So this first step is to just sit in God's presence, to remind ourselves of God's presence, and just then just to be still in God's presence. The second step is gratitude. We read Psalm 139, verse 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. If you're like me at all, have you ever prayed for something, hoped for something, yearned for something, had it happened, and then 10 minutes later looked on to the next thing? Have you ever done that? Like, here's, I've prayed for a spouse, or I've prayed for somewhere to live, or I've, I've searched for a job, or I've searched right, for this or that, and, and we've wrestled with it, and then we get it, and it is so easy to be like, thank you, God. Oh, now what I need is a new car, right? Like with my house, I have an old house. Like, I'll have one miracle where we figure out how to rebuild my deck, and the next week it's like, oh, this door is falling off. Like, you know, I, I for, you can forget that thing. So the second step in this prayer of examine is to sit and just say thank you to God. To sit for a few moments, a few minutes, and to just be grateful. To thank God for how he is already working in your midst. Because in the middle of our striving and our pain and our suffering, there are moments where God has provided for us. There are ways that God has cared for us. So the second kind of step is to just be grateful. Gratitude. So it's presence and gratitude. 
And then this next step is the one that's like a little unique, I think, and that is to review, to, to review our day or our week, to review how we are living with God. Um, the end of Psalm 139, verses 23-24, says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the path everlasting. So this, this part of review is where we sit with God and say, God, I'm going to look at my life, and God, search me. God, you know me. It's just me and you, God. Let's look at what's actually happening in my life. Let's look at the ups and downs, God. Will you look at them with me? Let's look at the points where I'm stressed and anxious. Let's look at the points that are joyful. Let's look at the points where I feel like I'm in pain. And can I look at that honestly with you, God? Okay, that's just a car outside. I thought it was audio in here. That kind of threw me. <laughs> just a normal Oakland day with a car, car stereo on. Okay. But review, we actually say, like, where did I remember God today? Where was I in tune with God today? Where was I cooperating with God today? Or where was I just completely unaware of God today? Where was I struggling and angry with God today? Where was I pushing God away today and trying to, trying to pretend that I was far enough away where God couldn't see me today? But to review our life and to do it gently, knowing that God is a gracious and loving God, but, but to really take an honest look at what's actually going on in our days with God or trying to be without God. And then the fourth step is response. After we've sat in God's presence, we've been grateful, we've reviewed our day or our days, um, Psalm 143.10 says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. So the response is, Okay, God, I've looked at my day. I've been thankful. I'm, you're with me. W what do I do with all that? What are the habits that I see now that I need to address with you? What are the things I need to be, maybe, maybe go back and be grateful for that are in my life that now I see when I review my day? And what are the points at which I'm realizing, oh, there's patterns that come up in my life where I run away from God? And what are those patterns? And God, can I, can I take these to you, knowing that you love me, and say, God, I, I want to repent of this. I, I want you to change me. God, what do I need to do to change some of these things, some of these patterns? So now we're going to take um, a few minutes and pray. And I think some of you maybe have already been in a prayerful mode as I've been kind of, kind of looking at these steps. But I want to invite you to take a moment. And some of you, I, I've done prayers like this in churches. Some of you love this, right? You're like, finally, I can close my eyes and pretend nobody's here. I'm an introvert. I love this. I'm going to be quiet. Stop talking up there on the stage. Like, let me pray. And some of you are like, this is so awkward. Why do I? This is so weird and awkward right now. So wherever you're at in that continuum, I want to invite you to just not talk about prayer, but let us pray together. Amen? Can, can, we, just, can we just pray together and separately at the same time and quietly? So I'm going to lead you through kind of just these four steps, and I invite you to, you might want to close your eyes, you might want to look at the beautiful stained glass windows or the ceiling, but to just first take a deep breath or maybe a few deep breaths. I don't know what is on your mind right now, but can you take a few deep breaths and be present in this moment? This first step is to just sit in God's presence. 
And it might be easy for you and it might be very hard for you right now for any number of reasons. But be still. God is with you. God is with you in this moment. God, remind everyone in this room and everybody watching later that God, you are with us, loving us. Your right hand is reached out to us. So would you sit in God's presence for a minute or two? Our next step is gratitude. So would you take a couple minutes and pray prayers of gratitude to God in the quiet, in your heart. Thank God for what he's done today and yesterday and in the past. Thank God for the good gifts that are are from God. So take a couple minutes and just say thank you to God for anything that comes to mind. God, thank you for all you've done. And now let's, let's review. And, and for today, it's Sunday morning, so let's, let's review Friday and Saturday in your mind. Let's just review. Think about Friday morning, you woke up at some point, maybe you ate breakfast, maybe you didn't, maybe you ran to work, maybe you stayed home, maybe you got in a car, maybe you got on a bus. You did something on Friday. So can you kind of review that day? What did it feel like? Where were you where were you with God on that day? Where were you resisting God? What was hard? What was good on Friday? And kind of go through your day on Friday kind of slowly, kind of carefully, prayerfully with God. Like imagine God looking at your day with you, being honest with yourself and with God about how it was and your ups and downs. Consider Friday night. Maybe it was quiet. Maybe you were with friends, but consider how that night went. And then just consider your Saturday with God. I'm going to give you a minute or two just to, to prayerfully think about your day and how you lived the last couple days. And now let's just respond to God. So we're in God's presence. We've 
thanks God, we've looked at our last couple days, what is God inviting you to? Maybe more gratitude, maybe facing some hard things, facing some rhythms, deciding how to move forward, but respond to God however makes sense and is best to you in this moment. So as, as we close this time, we're going to sing in a few moments, but I, I want to encourage you, if, if this time spent reflecting on your life and with God was, was meaningful or God spoke to you at all, this is not a magic way that you have to pray in this specific four-way or four-part way, but if this was meaningful to you, um, I've found that doing some sort of prayer time like this at the end of the day every day as you do this with God, you start, God starts to show you what's going on in your life. Like God starts to, to show you the patterns of what's going on in a deeper way. And then you can start to talk to God about what are these patterns that I'm going through every day. And you can really start to connect those patterns to God and, and give them to God and, and let God kind of push into those spaces of your life where we, where we really live during the day, during the week. I'm going to say a closing prayer I'm going to take communion in a moment and sing. God, thank you that you are with us. God, it's, it's simple. It's not a new idea. But God, let us feel your presence. God, give us confidence in your presence. Give us joy in your presence. Give us hope in your presence. Let us trust in your presence. And let us as your hand reaches out to us, as this psalm describes, would we respond and live our days with you, live our days in your presence? If it's washing dishes, taking kids to school, going into the office, cleaning our house, can we see those things as things that we can do with you, God? With you beside us, comforting us, leading us, guiding us, encouraging us, God. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll now move into a time of worship um, and communion right now. Um, if you need some communion elements, you can raise your hand, and Stephanie has extra communion elements to pass out right now. It's written about the Lord's Supper in Mark 14. As they were eating, he took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Thank you, God.